I'm Caleb. I'm Haley. And, and I'm, I'm having, having an anxiety coffee. attack with my Caleb, ex. Last week, you we didn't do it right. And I was like, we got to get it this week. So we because can't, this can't keep delay. falling apart. How about one of us do it? Let's pick. Wait, there's still a delay? I don't, I mean, let's try to say it at the same time. I just don't think it'll, I'm Caleb. I'm Haley, and, and I'm, I'm having, having... You're going so slow. No, you're going so slow. And I'm having... And I'm having and coffee. And I'm having coffee with oh my... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? <laughs> I can't. Obviously, you have some kind of problem. <laughs> it's not me. Every you. time we start to say it, you slow down. I'm not doing this with you. D- I'm Caleb. I'm Haley. And I'm, and having, I'm having coffee, coffee with, my, with my ex. See, it, no. <laughs> you just stop. I don't know why you messed it up. I'm so sorry, listeners. <laughs> oh, my I'm well. so tired. and I don't know why. I woke up this morning and I, um, after I debated with myself whether I was going to get out of bed today, I saw your text that we were doing it at 1030 instead of 10. So I, well, I didn't laid- know that we had a time set. We didn't have it. I didn't know if it was going to be the same time. Well, I just assumed, and so uh, that gave me time to like get a little quick workout in, and then shower, and sh- try to. And put then my be forty-five minutes on. late. Well, yeah, yeah, that gave me time <laughs> to be late in the amount of time that I'm usually late. <laughs> yeah, it's eleven fifteen. I'm always about fifteen minutes behind. Well, it's forty-five minutes behind. Well, that that that's setup time. There's me arriving fifteen minutes late and then setting up from there. If. If that, you know, I'm not even going to get into okay. it because if that were the case, if you thought I was going to be at 10 instead of 1030 and then I say 1030, wouldn't you just utilize that time to like set it up? No, 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 no. That gave me time to do all the things that I wanted to do. Oh my God. All right. So what's up? What have you been doing? What have I been doing? Um, well, <laughs> I have been preparing for this episode by really getting into the spirit <laughs> of the subject today. I've been really diving in. To what it means to be anxious, you know? I don't understand because I feel like there's never a time where I'm anxious, like having like anxiety and you're not. Not to say that you don't have anxiety, but I feel like I'm never, there's never a time where like I have anxiety and you don't have anxiety. But if, but if I don't have anxiety, I never hear you having anxiety. So what's that about? Wait, I'm confused. Do you think You're thinking anxieties, I'm piggybacking on your I think, anxiety? I no, I'm not saying piggybacking. I just think that maybe our anxieties I'm to steal are tied. Your spotlight. We're synced up. <laughs> We're on the same cycle. <laughs> We're on the same cycle. Think about it. Think about all the times we have anxiety. It's always like, yeah, like me too. You know what I mean? It's fascinating. But we do live very, a very why. similar tied up life. So like that, ma- I guess that makes sense. It's weird that we're in different places though and we're both going through it. I feel, I mean, mine's like, I, I, I can't pinpoint mine, which is the most frustrating thing. I was just, I was just the other day writing out a list of things I wanted to talk about today and how I have taken control of my anxiety. And then yesterday was awful yeah it was so we were supposed to hang out and we had like uh Haley and i were gonna play games with allison and then i took like an extra 45 minutes because i had to go on a walk because i was literally spiraling out of control yeah like it was bad and then i just had to be a shell of a human while we were playing games until <laughs> i could breathe again yeah <laughs> he was sitting he made the, his Philips Hue lights blue like he was just going was through trying. it crying if you couldn't tell today we're going to be talking about <laughs> <laughs> some 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 things that Haley and I have gone through um we've both talked about anxiety before like publicly this isn't new information yeah but I thought that it would be fun <laughs> Yeah. Since I think a lot of people are experiencing this and maybe people are experiencing this for the first time who haven't had this before. And this is like their trigger moment, Um, not to trigger anyone now, but um, I thought we should go over maybe like our history. And if you have any things you can pull from, like where like your relationship started with it. I don't know. Isn't it just like one day it just happened to Mm -hmm. me. And it hasn't stopped since. <laughs> I can't like pinpoint like what, I don't know. Just one day I was like, oh, okay. So that's what that is. I remember exactly the day it happened to you. What I was, was in it? Desta. I was in, um, I was in Florida 
with Cameron's family and you text me and I remember I was, we were at the zoo <laughs> and you had your first panic attack, like real panic attack. And I was like texting you through it. I remember this very clearly. Why don't I remember? I don't know. <laughs> Probably blocked it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you cope. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I remember you texting me and you're like, oh, that's like, I, that's really what it was. Like, I actually felt it. And you were texting me everything you were feeling. And I was when like, wow. When was like, that? This was, I think last spring, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I think it was about a year ago. Yeah. Interesting. I You've have, had anxiety for a minute. I, I try to keep like a history of my life and I memorize like where everything has happened. Okay, so Beth it, it Marshall. Makes me feel like I have some sort of control <laughs> knowing when all of these things in my life have gone on. Yeah. I, well, it was interesting for me because I didn't really, it all happened for me at once, you know, one day. But when I looked back, I realized like the points that had led up to that. When I was younger, I it used to just be like stage fright and it used to be, like a bad, bad anxiety when my parents would fight or it was really bad separation anxiety when my mom would be like out cause she worked late. And whenever she left the house, I just thought that she was going to die or get in a car wreck or was yeah. never going to come home again. Like I always thought worst case scenario and I had to actually go to the doctor because I had like stomach ulcers because I was so anxious all the time. And the doctors were just like, eh, he's long, he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And my parents never wanted to say, you know, like, I have anxiety. Like, mental health really wasn't talked about. It was like, what, is there something physically wrong with you? Yeah. So the stage fright and stuff, I remember, like, being in class even, like, in high school and being so, like, to raise my hand, like, my heart would start pounding out of my chest. Oh, yes. I, yeah. But that's just more of, like, a I guess that might be talking. normal. That's normal. I just... <laughs> I feel like a lot of people feel that. Which, a lot of people feel anxiety. Yeah. You know, yeah. without even it, like realizing that that that's what that is. Yeah, I mean, anxiety is a normal feeling. It's yeah. not abnormal to feel it. It's yeah. like that the point when it goes from like normal anxiety to debilitating. Yeah. That's where and you don't know where it's like stemming from. Like you don't know the reason. Like if you're scared in class, and you, obviously there's a there's a reason. But whenever you're like, wow, I woke up today and my heart is pounding out of my chest and I don't know why. Right. That's when it's like. I don't know what's, what to do. That's when it gets kind of like, that's when you get anxiety about your anxiety. That's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. It's interesting. Cause when, the more I read about it, the more I, I realized that like everyone, especially in your early twenties, like early to mid twenties, if you're going to like develop something, that's when it usually happens. Uh-huh. And so since I had always like, you know, dealt with anxiety, but I had a moment where I had a first panic attack. And for me, that was, I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but I might as well. I used to, I went through a time period where I smoked a lot of weed. Smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> I smoked a lot of weed. <laughs> and it was great. It was great for a while. Yeah. Um, it helped me get through a really bad breakup. <laughs> It was it was something I leaned on, but then one day, for no damn reason, I started having a panic attack while mm-hmm. I was high, and I will never. Oh my god, I hate talking about it. I will it never. It like gives you anxiety feeling. to talk about it. Yeah, because like that. that moment, that that first panic attack is what I that will linger with me forever. Yeah. Like, that's why I still like when I even like smell. Like I haven't smoked in like five years since. Yeah, that you haven't. And even smelling it, like, takes me right back to that moment of my panic attack. Yeah. And it's just, it's so interesting, like, what triggers us. And then from there, I swear to you, like, my life has never been the same. And it's, like, from that point on, it's more about managing it and realizing, like, oh, I have been, I have been triggered. I have this thing. And I can't run away from it. So how do I deal with it? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, have you felt, do you feel like, that moment was a defining moment for you that you've been kind of look at life differently since or I because I don't remember the moment that you're talking about me having a panic attack we all know that I'm really good at suppressing memories so (laughs) (laughs) so I don't really know how to answer that but I do know that I mean I do I mean I just I get my my anxiety comes more in like bouts Mm-hmm. It's like I'll have like really bad anxiety for like a stint, and then like yeah. it then it disappears, 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't know if there's like a one thing that really like makes my like heart race and like triggers me to the point of like a panic attack. It's just I have like bouts of like anxiety and depression and then like I'm completely fine. And then it's yeah. just like waiting for the ball to drop until the next time. And that's just something that you just have to accept. Yeah, it's interesting how it it comes in waves like that. I think that's like a really important thing to talk about because... I think a lot of people might think, oh, like it's gone, like, or it's going away or, or the opposite. They think, oh, this will never go away. Yeah. And just the fact is, it's that it will come and go for no reason. Yeah. She says hi and bye and like, she doesn't have a reason. <laughs> what is the reason? What is the reason? <laughs> and it's so frustrating because you're just like, for, for like me, I can't, when I'm anxious, like I can't enjoy anything. It's like, I can't just go on a walk or like watch a show like that it it's so hard for me to even be able to function i don't even desire to like have fun i just want to freeze and explode yeah yeah that's the only way to like that's like how you feel like the best way to alleviate whatever it is just to explode (laughs) i guess what (laughs) what are like if you could describe like how it how you feel like how it manifests like what i guess are your things um i just go i see red Mm. (laughs) i see red and i like can't breathe i'm just like crying uncontrollably most of the time but also something i want to touch on is that i feel like a lot of my anxiety whenever i was trying to get to like because i don't like you have like a moment in time where you feel like okay this is what triggered my anxiety and I feel like I didn't really have that like that thing and so I was trying to like take note of like what is it about like what's this about (laughs) (laughs) what are you here for what are you here for and I even though sometimes I this isn't the case I find that more often than than not the case for me is like um it's kind of weird is it are my hormones it's my period yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of like hormonal anxiety. Like whenever I'm on my period is when I have or about to be is when I have the most like anxiety or pa- like panic attacks or even like depressive episodes is when my body is like because my hormones are so crazy. And that's like it's not unheard of, but I don't feel like a lot of people like talk about it because like they're just like, "Oh, you're just like hormonal you're just like crying like you're in your period and like okay sure but those are real feelings and like i Uh it doesn't feel like oh i'm just on my period i'm like i feel like i'm gonna die have you have (laughs) you you like talked to have your friends or anybody like said that as well is that normal for women um i don't think it's i don't think it's like normal i think it's normal to be hormonal and like emotional and like mood swings but like when you're in a full depressive or anxiety ridden state that's not as normal but i know that it's not unheard of Mm -hmm. but i'm sure there's some there's women out there who can relate to that but no one really talks about it because then it it becomes like this thing of like oh well you're just on your period and this will pass and it's like okay no but it like it's still like affects you that's a month out of your or that's a week out of your month like for 12 months that like you're like completely discombobulated as like well a human. and that's the other thing too it it doesn't matter the reason why because like the feelings are real it's like when you're anxious and having a panic attack you, you're not in danger like right. you, you are fine there isn't a reason for it but the fact is that you are feeling it and it is real so it's valid so that is what is so frustrating about anxiety is because you're freaking out about something that one, like it's not going to hurt you. And two, like you freaking out only exacerbates it and makes it, it makes it worse. Yeah. And so it's a self-fulfilling, you know, it's just a cycle that you get into. And I think that is the biggest thing that I have learned is trying to recognize patterns and trying to break those patterns because Mm -hmm. anxiety is fueled by irrational thoughts Mm -hmm. and when you feed into the irrational thoughts you just keep falling back into the cycle so i think the most the bet the best thing that i've learned throughout all this is which actually was therapy was something that helped me 
was having to confront my irrational thoughts out loud. Like, why are you anxious? Well, I don't know. Like, why are you feeling this way? What are, oh, I think I'm dying. Like, well, you're right here. You're not dying. It's just like saying things out loud, especially to someone else, um, was really helpful for me to, to recognize how to break that pattern. And now I've been able to kind of take that. And even when I am experiencing anxiety, like yesterday, it was really awful, but it wasn't like it was before when mm-hmm. I felt like I was spiraling. Like, yeah, I was spiraling, but I knew that I was going to come out on the other side. I confronted it. I said, this will pass. I didn't feed into it. It was, it was not easy, but I think just learning coping mechanisms helps so so much i think that like what you said like saying it out loud and kind of like actually getting okay like why are you why why are you freaking out i think that's a good tip to like not let yourself spiral out of control Uh you know what i mean because if i said out loud (laughs) half the shit that i was having anxiety about i'd be like what the are you talking about no you feel crazy yeah And that's the other, like, a, a big fear of mine, especially after, you know, my whole, like, episode was I was conv- <laughs> I was convinced that I, like, was literally developing, like, schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that I was psychotic because my brain, I, I saw a YouTube video that explained it well. And anxiety feels like you are going, everyone else is going 60 seconds a minute and you are going 65 seconds a minute. Yeah. And I was like, that is the most bizarre thing, but it it feels like you're literally, for me, it feels like I'm moving like faster than time. And then it just like starts spiraling. (laughs) And it sounds crazy when I say it out loud. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) But I, it's funny how many people I think when you're anxious, you literally feel like you're going crazy sometimes. Yeah. And that's just anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's just what it is. And then when you feed into that, because it's scary when you feel like, oh my God, like I'm losing my mind, it only gets worse. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> the minute like, oh, I'm crazy. That's, yeah. when, I'm, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm too far gone. I'm too far gone. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a bird that's already flown away. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. Yeah, I remember... Um, Oh gosh, for the first couple years, and that was also like the year right before, like the year before I moved to LA. And I, it got, for me, it got to the point where I couldn't, I couldn't choreograph. I couldn't like do my daily functions Yeah. without, it, it's all I thought about. It's all I felt all day, every day for a long time. And I had to wake up every day and just fight, 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 fight. And that went on for years. And I mean, like, I still sometimes, you know, deal with it. But, like, for a good three, I would say three years. Three to four. Yeah, three years. Yeah. It consumed me. Like, every every single thing I did, it was just, like, how am I going to make it through this day? And then while I'm, you know, doing that, like, we're touring. We're doing a reality show and doing interviews or making videos running a business it's just like anxiety doesn't wait for you to like not be busy (laughs) right 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 which is i mean that's so true and like people like you have to go on with your life like you can't stop your life for it as much as you want which is why it's so important to learn how to deal Mm -hmm. with it and not run away from it because you're not doing any what any favors i really tried I did like, uh, there's an app called Headspace. Have you, did you ever use it? Mm-mm. Meditation is, I know a lot of people say like meditate, meditate. Oh it's yeah, I used to be big into meditating. I was, I was doing, I was like forcing myself because it's not, it, especially when you're anxious, it's like the last thing you want to do is sit and be still. <laughs> right. That is the right. opposite of what I need <laughs> right now. I need to run. Yeah. <laughs> but I would like sometimes force myself and while I still... I can't, I really can't like meditate. Like it's still very hard for me. The things that it was saying to me, I think it did help because it gave me a coping skills. And it said, when you're feeling anxious and feeling scared, the best thing you can do is sit with those thoughts, accept those thoughts, like befriend those thoughts. Ah! And 
it's kind of like looking at like the scary monster in your room, but just like turning on the light and being like, all right, like, all right, bitch, you're here. I'm here. Like, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah. It's way easier said than done, though. It takes a oh, lot it's of, awful. at least a lot of practice and like discipline to do that. Yeah. Well, for me, what it personally took was me spiraling to the literal end. Like, yeah. to where <laughs> I should. <laughs> I reached the end. I I had ascended as high as the universe goes. And I didn't die. Yeah. And I think when I did that enough times and didn't die. Yeah. I was like, okay, maybe I can look at this monster. Maybe I'll get a little bit braver. It's mm-hmm. kind of like riding a roller coaster. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's just. It's the, I think, I don't know why. And for me, it's like always the fear of like, oh, I'm going to die. Like I literally always felt like I was just going to have a heart attack and explode. Mm-hmm. And once that didn't happen, I got more control and like was just able to recognize my thoughts. Also breathing helped a lot. Like there's like a breathing app on the Apple watch and sometimes that reminds me nice. to breathe eight times a day. And I'd like, I'm like, get out of my face. <laughs> like I'm trying to spiral here. <laughs> Uh, what, like, have you had anything that's helped you or like techniques you've used? (laughs) No. no. (laughs) I feel like anxiety is still relatively new to me. Yeah. So much so that I don't really know how to, I know like what it is and I know, I know that it's not going to go away. I just feel like I'm still working on like how to manage it Mm -hmm. before it completely, It completely destroys me. (laughs) You know, sometimes, too, though, when you're anxious, it's like, sometimes it's not like a lifelong thing. I think sometimes for people, it's like your body telling you something, telling you that it needs something or that it's in a situation that it's uncomfortable. I know for me, um, when I, I still think it was like, obviously, the panic attack when I was high. But I think that there was a lot that I was still feeling from, like, my last relationship Mm -hmm. that I hadn't let go to after literally, like, three years. Yeah. And I remember being in therapy because I finally, I I hit my breaking point. I was like, I'm done. Like, I can't function. And I think it was Bria who was like, you need to, you need to go to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) And so that, which also, deciding to go to therapy especially in the world we live in with the healthcare we have is impossible. Yeah. <laughs> like that is such a barrier to entry. Even like now I'm not in therapy and just like the idea of trying to get back into it is really hard because yeah. there's so many steps, but I, I went and after like having a panic attack about feeling like I didn't know what to tell a therapist. Me. <laughs> <laughs> literally awful but it was so great like I was able to do some sessions with her and talk and that helped a lot just to again say things out loud to a third party who doesn't know you yeah and she tried this thing on me oh yeah EMDR I forgot about this and it was she kept trying to convince me to to try this EMDR thing this like brain this memory sorting method whatnot I was always so reluctant because I was so ever since like my first panic attack I'm so triggered by anything that I think could like alter my mental state like yeah I, I know coffee and alcohol I know what they do to my body <laughs> and those are the and two even things sometimes I, those you're like no I can't yeah yeah it's just like such a tr- I I could literally go into a whole episode about how it's still scared I am about ever be being accidentally high again I know yeah. <laughs> it's like paranoia <laughs> and I she did she said this thing called emdr and it's bilateral stimulation it was discovered by a doctor who was trying to process things and she realized that she was able to deal with her thoughts and sort her thoughts when she was walking because she was activating the right and left side of her brain like right left right left right left so she developed a thing that like a ticker that you'd like look like right left right left and go back and forth and that would activate the different sides of your brain so she had this tool that were like clickers that you held in your hand and you held them and you could feel them like pulsing right, left, right, left. That's it. But you would close your eyes and she would like ask, ask me to like go back to a moment in time. And this is, like, this think- is giving me anxiety. <laughs> she was like, 
what are you I think of like an emotion and think of like a specific memory and I want you to tell me the first thing that you think of and just like start talking and it was bizarre but it like activates naturally just like you're walking your brain yeah and I remember I like went back and I was thinking about moments with uh, Eric and I we're name dropping (laughs) just is what it is um, I started sobbing. Mm-hmm. I started literally crying for no reason. Yeah. And I was just, and it was so weird because it felt like literally everything that like emotions that had been like stuck somewhere were just like dislodged. Yeah. And like released. And after that, like we kept doing it a few times and I felt like every time we did it, basically the idea is that it's taking memories that you haven't dealt with. And it's processing them, kind of like a filing system. It's just like unorganized files in your brain, and it's just putting them in their place. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they might still hurt. They might still bother you. You might still be sad, but you can actually deal with them and like manage them, and it won't debilitate you and manifest itself in other ways. Mm -hmm. So that, for some reason, I feel like really helped me and helped me process a lot. Um, But that didn't fix my anxiety. It was just like, when you have anxiety everything else in your life that goes wrong then like feeds into the anxiety as well yeah so it's even more difficult because we're also human and like go through things wow that was a long tangent (laughs) so sorry i could literally see you like being like nope not me oh no (laughs) oh no which leads me so you're talking about that and i was like oh i would derealize so fast so let's talk about derealization i have this as a bullet point (laughs) talking about derealization because I feel like that's probably how my anxiety manifests the most and like and like um in everyday situations not in like a full panic attack full blown out like can't function it's what my body does Mm -hmm. so it can function (laughs) it's my superpower That's no, you're right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's your body's defense mechanism. Fight but- or flight, and I am out of this bitch. <laughs> flying, soaring above myself. You're not flying, you're levitating. <laughs> <laughs> Ever, Haley, Haley and I joke, we'll be like backstage before we go on stage, and she'll point to the ceiling. And she goes, Look up, there I am. See me? I'm See always me like, in like a stressful situation, I'm like, oh, 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 there I go. <laughs> There she goes. There she goes. I usually go up there with her. Yeah. I mean, we'll it's hang a, out. it's a joke. And like, I mean, it's funny because we both go through it. But it's when it first starts happening to you, it can mm-hmm. be really scary. I don't think a lot of people talk about it that. I feel like we've had to kind of coin the, not coin the term, but it was not easy for at least me to find information about it. So yeah. if anyone else has experienced this. And people you- have. I want to I say real quick, I posted on my Instagram uh, like a year or so ago about like if anyone else like experiences derealization or dissociation and I got so many response, responses of like yes oh my god like yes I didn't know that other people experienced this like no one really talks about it yeah. but it's very common it is crazy because it's your body protecting itself yeah but can you okay so what when you derealize like what are what do you feel how do you nothing I feel like I'm in a in a dream. Everything kind of like either comes into focus or goes out of focus. Yeah. So yeah, yeah everything is like either like I'm everything's like muffled and I'm overstimulated. That's how that's how it feels like a little bit of like overstimulation and like mm-hmm. a, like a very intense vivid dream or like I can't hear anything or see anything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like one or the other, which is why I don't like wearing my glasses. Here, I was just about to go into that <laughs> because it brings everything to focus, and it immediately sends me into like a dissociative state of like what's I don't know what's real. This look, this feels like a video game. I don't. I mean, I under I know what you I know what you're saying, but it's also I just like so crazy. annoying because just like see, you should just see. <laughs> like I can't get on board with that. <laughs> When you literally are like, can you please read that sign to me? I'm like, put your glasses on. <laughs> like, you're a person. We all My have to gosh. deal with it. 
Do you remember whenever you like first started feeling derealization? I think that always, I think, yeah, I think I felt that from the beginning. I think that's really like when I have my panic attack and I'm actually in the thick of it, that's, I mean, the derealization is what I feel. Um, I think now I'm able to feel that without having a panic attack. So it's very scary and it lasts a very long time, but I'm able to at least like not go into cardiac arrest, which is great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like yesterday, even I felt it. So I can, I, that's probably why I felt it. God was like, you know what? I really want you to know how to explain this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For me, it's kind of like, it's again that feeling that every um, everyone else is living within like 60 seconds and I'm like going 65 seconds. Yeah. It's like my eyes I swear to you like I don't know where I'm looking ever and it feels like no matter what I look at I really can't focus on it. Yeah. Or if I can focus on it I'm only focusing on like a tiny hair and I'm like not I can't even fucking describe it. You can't feel, <laughs> you can't like see the whole picture. I can't it's like see tunnel vision. Anything. And then it's terrifying. It's yeah, it's like tunnel vision, and mm-hmm. it's like everything just starts to blur around you. And I feel like I'm floating out yeah. of my body, and I feel as if like my mind and my body are like two separate things. Yeah, and they are not connected. And I just feel like yeah, I am hanging out inside of this carcass. Yeah, it's like, like on autopilot. Like I don't know, like oh, who told you to put your hand up? I didn't tell I did. myself to put my hand up, but I did it. Like, it's, how am I How am I having conversations with people? Like, I'm not there. Whenever I first kind of recognized this, the, the feeling of, like, derealization happening in a situation over and over again, it was when I was teaching dance. Interesting. Isn't that so weird? Like, I mean, obviously, it would happen in other instances, but I, oh, like, I was like, teach today, I'm going to derealize. Like, wow. whenever, I, like, I was just stressed out, like... Uh-huh. being in front of everyone and like whatever or like just people just staring at you waiting mm-hmm. for you to give the instruction and I would just like leave my body yeah and just be on autopilot teaching like I could I was not it I was not there it's so weird how there are just there are I mean everyone has certain situations that trigger it so it's really important to realize um what does that but the hard part is that like you can't always avoid your triggers like that's right. a part of your life you can't just not teach a dance class. i mean you can but then like you'd have to accept that you just have, would have to give that up yeah and i remember reading about this and i think a lot of like the whole point of managing anxiety you have to figure out like what triggers you and then how do you avoid those triggers and it's you <clears throat> That's a loaded thing because everyone's anxiety is different. So mm-hmm. the severity is different and the, the measures you have to take to cope are different for everyone. For me personally, although I felt like I was constantly on the brink of death, I, I thought that I was like, I can beat this. I can manage this. Mm-hmm. And I obviously like, I don't smoke weed anymore. Like I was like, that's a situation I don't want to put myself in again. But like I would start to get anxious when I drank coffee. Like, and that would freak me out. And then, like, when I would, like, drink a little bit, I would get anxious and, like, get freak out a little bit. And those were things that I was like, you know what, Caleb? <laughs> no, you're not you, taking this away from me. I said, you, anxiety, I said, you are not taking this away. So <laughs> I will drink this cup of coffee and you can make me freak out. But you're going to learn to deal with it because every morning I wake up excited to have you. Yeah. And when I go out with my friends, I love having a vodka soda. I yeah. love taking a, sh- like... It's the, there were just things that I was like, if I can, if I have any say in this, I'm not going to let you take that away from me. Mm-hmm. And that actually oddly worked. Like, yeah, I cut back my coffee. And like, there are certain times even now, like I won't have coffee before I do an interview. But in my everyday life now, I'm, I, you know, have an exuberant, <laughs> exuberant amount of coffee. <laughs> but I cap myself off. I have like a limit of coffee. I let myself have a day. And like, obviously I don't drink a ton, but I... I didn't let that take that away from me either. Yeah. And there were other things like, again, in our job, like what we do, like you said, like when you're a dance instructor, I started to have panic attacks like pretty bad before shows. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, I, I always have nervous energy before we go yeah. on stage. But there's like, a, there's nervous energy and there's like an 
an anxiety ridden energy that obviously everyone can feel. Yeah. So like, of- and that's another thing is like, your anxiety does affect other people. So it's all, it's very important, even though it's like, you're not a nuisance, mm-hmm. like anxiety is real and you're valid and like, you're allowed to have it. But I think that trying to not manage it to the best of your ability is doing people around you, like the people that you love, like a disservice. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. continue. No, it's, it's really, I mean, it's important because it affects, it affects everyone, not just mm-hmm. you. There was a time when, I like couldn't even think about going on stage. I could think about going on stage, but it was hard. Or like interviews would terrify me. And mm-hmm. those were just things that I was like, you have to fight through it. And there is so, when you have anxiety, you have to figure out how to fight through it. Because really that's for me, the best way to beat it is to face it and stand up to it and get through it. And every time I do an interview and don't die. And every time I do a show and don't die, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I can do this again. And yeah. uh, it'll be a little bit better. And that's that has definitely worked for me. I remember specifically, I don't know why, but the shoot where we did I Like It. Um, I oh, think yeah. it was I Like It in particular. I was, I can, I, I have like a snapshot of memory of that moment where I was literally, I was outside of my body, literally terrified, freaking out, squawking about chicken and flapping my wings, <laughs> looking like I was having the time of my life, but I thought that I was literally going to explode. Yeah. And it's just so funny to me, like when you're talking about, like when people are taking, you know, your class, I don't, they probably don't know that you're derealizing. Right. And it's interesting that you probably, a lot of people who are anxious or are having like freakouts, you probably don't even realize it oh, because yeah. they're on autopilot. Or like but- full on panic attacks. <laughs> like, like smiling. Like- yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, hu- the, the body's ability to cope is crazy. Like just two days ago when I, I had like an, the, I did a live stream for it gets better and had like a 30 minute class and I was freaking out the whole time. I swear to you, I don't remember a second of it. I was not in my body. And as soon as we got done, I like went into the kitchen. <laughs> it's so funny because I was like so positive and so happy in it. But I went into the kitchen, just like sat down, like put my hands in my face and literally just almost cried. And Karen was like, oh my God, that was so great. Like they just emailed us and they think it was amazing. And I was like, yeah, were you there? Because I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Uh, yeah. We love to derealize. And, we love and this- to derealize. And we only, we fuel it for each other. We really do. But like, that's just what it is. (laughs) I have found that when I am, I guess, really anxious doing things, and you said this before, doing things that make you happy are, Mm -hmm. are, is your go-to kind of for coping. Yeah. And I think that is really powerful to put yourself in situations where like last night, the last thing I wanted to do was FaceTime you guys. I wanted to go to bed. (laughs) I was in a bad place, but I knew that like, even if I was going to be anxious, I might as well be like hanging out with my friends and pretend that I'm normal because then eventually by the end of the night, I felt normal. You were gone by that point, but I, (laughs) I, I I felt good and I was having fun and it was just like, it's, it's just, you have to get through it. That's what it's all about is there is a light. You have to go towards the light, but you can't just stand still or else you're never going to get through it. Also, <laughs> sorry, I feel like I'm dominating this. I, no, I, <laughs> like, lo- I love it. Go ahead. I um, used to have like little techniques when I was like spiraling um, that I don't, I did actually use them yesterday, but some coping skills that I found online were when you uh, is to like activate your senses so when you're having a panic attack to ground yourself and when you're spiraling is to try to like look at just different things and be like okay that's a cup that is like the microwave and just like for a second ground yourself in reality and things that you Mm -hmm. see and then um touch like touch something be like okay wow and like describe how it feels or just like think about like oh this feels this way and then the biggest help for me is temperature so like oh i putting, love sitting like, on a cold floor yeah <laughs> if you just like shut literally just like put, put like something cold on your skin 
for a second, I don't know why, but you're just like, it's like you snap back to reality for yeah, a second. Yeah, you do. Because I feel like a, a lot of times, at least for me, like I, like my body goes numb. Like yeah. you need that like sense, like you need that shock to your senses to like bring you back. Yeah, it's so weird. I went and like put my eye mask on yesterday. Oh, is that what that was about? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, bitch, you need to feel a little bit chilly right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was all wondering like, why do you why have you... your eye mask on? I'm like, just let me be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, also, uh, getting sleep and drinking water is good. That's always good. There's nothing <laughs> you know what? worse than like being like on zero hours of sleep, haven't had water in like days. And being like, well, why do I feel bad? <laughs> like, it's what? like my mom every what time. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's, I think, a luxury that we have that a lot of people don't. Yeah. It's like, if we need to sleep in, we can. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't imagine not being able to sleep in most days if I needed it. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> like, I know. I know. I did want to also talk about something else that I have used for a while since that seems counterintuitive i've used cbd for like three years oh yeah and um i and because and i i'm always reluctant to talk about that just because i think that in the world of health and wellness there are a lot of claims that get thrown out and i think that we probably need more science before we're making definitive claims mm -hmm. and i've always been weird about supplements like it's like we don't do you take vitamins or anything I take or... a bone and joint supplement. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I mean, like, I want to just because I know I have creaky joints. And I mean, you're on your last ankle. Yeah. So. <laughs> but it's difficult. I obviously, like I said, like marijuana has been the biggest like trigger for me. Mm -hmm. And I... I kept reading that CBD oil was treating anxiety. And I was like, you are crazy. There's no, I will never try that. And then my friend Dominique, who was like the first one to share our videos on pop sugar and who is now like a friend of ours. Yeah. Also experiences anxiety and talks about it. And she started taking CBD and she was like, no, I'm terrified of weed, but I'll, I'll do CBD. And I said, okay. And I remember the first day I tried CBD, I was so scared to get high. I was so, and I, I mean, I cannot tell you how much I looked up and I was like, there is a trace amount of THC. Like, I don't know what to do, but I took just the tiniest little bit. And then I went over to Roxanne, hang out with Roxanne and Jen. Yeah. <laughs> and, would, and I thought I was high the whole time. And oh I obviously was not. And I was just like freaking out. And I was like, okay, this doesn't work. But then I made myself take it again. And I'm, cause mm -hmm. I was like, I faced the irrational thought with a rational thought. And yeah. I made myself take it again and just like developed a habit. And I can't pinpoint a day when it was like, oh, this is better. But all I know is that when I started taking like a droplet, I think it's like 28 milligrams or something of CBD a night. And then also I did that the same time I was going to therapy. And that's when everything started to get better. I and remember still that time day, for you. And you were like, I'm feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> Like I just, I woke up today and like I got out of bed. Yeah. It was, I, yeah. And so I don't, and I've been taking it ever since. I've taken it for like three years. I take it every night. And at this point, it might just be like a placebo effect. It might just be fine. A, a crutch. And right. And that's fine. Yeah. So that's I'm, fine. <laughs> it's expensive as hell. Yeah. But I have no plans on stopping because it's just like, now I'm like, I just don't want to do anything that could send me back to that time in my life. Yeah. And I did stop going to therapy, but I do, I still take CBD and I have been managing it so much better. So I don't know if that helps anyone who's been like wondering if they should try it or not, but I don't think there's a reason not to try it. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I've tried it. I don't really, doesn't, I don't. I never feel different. Yeah. Like you never after. like feel different. I think what they say is it's at, in time. It's supposed to kind of like change your, oh, it starts with an E something receptors 
endocannabinoid something. It's something. Oh my, wow. There's something in your brain that it attaches to and basically changes how your body receives serotonin and basically mm-hmm. makes there be, it just aids w- what your brain needs. So if there's not enough like serotonin receptors or dopamine receptors, it just Interesting. creates more um, so that your body can balance out. Again, it's not like it's science-based, although that we can do another podcast about how the government probably wouldn't let that be tested anyways right now since yeah. it's not legalized, but... That's a whole other thing. I like weed. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, you've all, you and uh, it, you're fine with it. Yeah, it doesn't like bother me. I mean, I'm not like a stoner like I used to be, and I'd never like to. I'm not ever we want to want to get blazed. I don't ever want to get like blazed. At the same time, it's not something that scares me. Yeah, and again, and I'm annoyed that it does scare me because I know that it shouldn't, and I know that it's not scary, and I know that it helps a lot of people. It's fine. Like, I believe that it should be legalized. I don't think it's a demon thing. Yeah. I just, for me, it's just like a trigger that I have made peace with avoiding. Yeah. I'm okay. Like, if I that happened to me with, like, vodka, then that'd be a different story. Right. We'd figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. No, that's funny because we were literally stoners at the exact same time. <laughs> oh my god, such stoners! <laughs> oh, what a time! College man. Literally the first year of the fitness marshal for me. <laughs> that's why when you watch videos of like circus or like some of the early ones where it's just like flash, flash, Oh my flash. god, hey mama, hey mama, hey mama. <laughs> I was very high when I did that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. that is so funny. I tell you what, I created some art though. Yeah, I was did. high when I choreographed it. I remember I smoked so I could choreograph I it. I love him, Mama. <laughs> it is a, a masterpiece. Oh. That is so funny. What a time. What a time. Ugh, we could do a whole podcast on just that time. <laughs> we could do a docu-series on that time. Where is Shane Dawson? <laughs> Oh, um, well, do you have anything that you've been like listening to this week? I think we should do the music recommendation. My phone. I'm using it. I never know what I'm listening to unless I look at my Spotify. You go first. I go first. Well, since we're talking about, since this has turned into the weed podcast, (laughs) Grandma, I'm so sorry (laughs) if you're listening to this. Um, I want to shout out the album that I loved to talk to oh tanache <laughs> tanache's aquarius album oh it got me so through good. some hard times yeah you know so what? chill you know what um i used to listen to all the time when i smoked <laughs> one direction <laughs> but listen to it with my friends what a like, strange yeah, album this is so good this is so good <laughs> Dude, that's so a genius. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> You're literally crazy. I know. Oh, I know. my gosh. Now I'm trying to think about times that we had. <laughs> I don't even know. You know what? I don't think those times should be public. No, they shouldn't. They literally shouldn't. With the, um, with the time where we had the, the big plastic uh, wine glass. Oh, those my, wine, my the, wine cup. Yeah, that was like the the Franzia days as well. So it was yeah, that was yeah, that was a time. My wine cup. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I remember just like the whole the the motif of that time is like, where is my wine cup? <laughs> <laughs> That's like all I would say. Where is my wine cup? Where is my wine cup? And I had like I had like it was like 48 ounces. <laughs> it was a big girl. She was a big girl. <laughs> oh well, thank you for joining the health and wellness podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, music recommendation. 1989. Okay, okay. <laughs> fair. That's fair. We didn't do audience questions this week. Uh, we should we? have asked about, like, anxiety. And, like, what people think. You know, whatever. We're th- this is new for us. This is new for us. Ta- talking about this gives me anxiety. Yeah, like, I'll, I don't know if you could tell, but, like, it's not, like, the most fun thing to discuss. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not so having some a of good our- time. <laughs> So if some of our thoughts are scattered, it's because we're trying to find the ones that we've buried deep. <laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like I don't really have much to... All, like, I can only speak on experience, but I can't speak on, like, helping anyone about it. <laughs> I'm, like, taking what you say. Like, I'm taking your tips. Like, I'm li- full-on listening right now. She's like, I'm going to go touch the floor. Yeah. 
I will say this because I'm sure people will ask. Um, I well, I did try uh, medication as soon as I started. After my first panic attack, I went straight to the IU health doctor. And I was like, hey, just so you know, like, I'm dying. And you should do something about me dying. And he did, like, a bunch of tests on me and was like, no, you're not dying. You just have anxiety. And I said, well, that's not what I deduced. But anyways. <laughs> and he just gave me a prescription for um, Zoloft. And he put me on 100 milligrams, mm-hmm. like, right off the bat. And when I talked to my that doctor about like a it. Lot. No, it was a lot. And they were like why are you on this dose? Like, this is crazy. I saw this doctor one time and he threw a prescription at me. Mm-hmm. And for me, like the idea of uh, taking medicine every day gave me anxiety. Like I have a, a, another flash memory of being at Brothers and Muncie while I was on Zoloft and we were out <laughs> drinking and I was just My like, <laughs> I don't like that I have to be like worried about like in, in, interacting with my medicine. I don't, I feel a little bit different I just, I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't feel that it helped my anxiety. I think that for me, it just reminded me every day that I had a problem. Yeah. And I know that medicine helps a lot of people, so I'm not knocking it at all. It's just like that. I was on it for like six months and I know that's probably not long enough, but I just wanted six to Six months is, I feel like a long time. I feel, that's a long time. Yeah. I, I know it's, it takes a while to like kick in for some people. I think they say like stay on it for at least like six months, but. Maybe I stayed on for five. I don't know. But I also stopped it cold turkey. Yeah. And didn't, like, I messaged, I remember messaging my doctor on Facebook. And I was like, can I just, like, stop this? And I didn't, like, wean myself off. And I remember as soon as I stopped it, I started getting, like, electro shocks. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, it wasn't, I wish I could, it was, like, almost like you, like, touch like, a little light socket. And, like, you're just getting zapped. But it was, no, like, going up in my neck up through, like, my head. <laughs> that is horrific. Horrific. It didn't, but it didn't hurt. It was just like a vibration, like a little like that I felt. Like, oh, <laughs> she's, she's, she's working her way out of my brain. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you have an intention for the week? Um, I would like to stay grounded. Cute. My intention for the week is to practice the coping skills that I have learned and to manage the current wave that I'm feeling and realize that it is just a wave that will pass. Take me like a wave. <laughs> my intention for this week is to get off my period. That's, that's my intention. intention. That's, that's a, a great intention. That's, that's my intention for this week. It has to go. Uh, and I'm sure people will ask. So just so people are aware, have you tried birth control for your period or other methods? Yeah, I have. And it makes me crazy or than I already am. <laughs> <laughs> So if anyone has any recommendations for me, let me know. And also call the doctor for me because you know I'm not going to. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Well, this is our longest podcast. The hardest yeah. one yet. Hopefully. I'm glad at least, it's, at least this is over. At least this. Yeah. At least we've talked about this. I'm sure it'll come up at some point again, but I think yeah. this, is, this is the thick of it. It's honestly really hard to talk about. It is really hard to talk about. And if you guys have anything that you want us to talk about or like little ideas or questions, always leave a comment. Um, on our YouTube channel, send us a DM on Instagram at the Fitness Marshall at Haley Jordan or to our Coffee with My Ex Instagram. We're always looking for like you know new topics and things to talk about. We want to we want to serve you guys, and um, you know there's lots of stuff we can discuss. And obviously, if this is showing you anything, we're pretty open. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last week we talked about religion and anxiety, religion and politics and this week we're talking about weed and <laughs> anxiety and my period and <laughs> just, you never know what you're gonna get yeah yeah uh, all right guys well thank you for you. listening caleb coffee with my ex <laughs> <laughs>